0: Well, this is good news for for some people and probably shocking news for others. Uh, Food and Drug Administration Advisory Committee, Dave, will meet soon to consider whether the agency should approve a new emergency contraceptive that study shows is even more effective than Plan B which is the only morning-after pill on the U.S. market. And by the way, it, it, it isn't a spelling error. For a while, I thought morning-after meant you were mourning what you did uh, the, night the night before. before I but no, huh? morning-after. Right? right. So uh, H- HRA Pharma of Paris launched L O one in October of '09, and sells it in 21 European countries. Probably why the euro is having such a problem. Maybe. As in Europe, it would be available only by prescription in the USA. Plan B, on the other hand, is av- available without a prescription to women 17 and older, but those under 17 require a prescription. It's complicated. Very complicated. Okay. Plan B is approved for use up to 72 hours after unprotected sex. Even within that window, though, it becomes less effective over time. But two company-funded trials involving more than 3,000 women. That's 3,000 sexually unprotected women. Published in February, found that L01 was consistently effective up to 120 hours or five days after unprotected sex. Five days.
1: Five days. My, good. You can have unprotected sex many times over that period. And keep thinking about what you want to do with it. Just take one pill right at the end of the whole session, right? Right. Spend the weekend. Hey, (laughs) go to Aspen for the week. Just take your... So it's not available here yet, though. No, not yet. But I want to say something to you, Mr. (laughs) Berman. It's French, right? Right. He's French because they love the sex. Here in this country, no one understands the sex. Like the French, you can eat, you can have sex. You can drink, you can have sex. You can have sex, man, you can have sex. It's a wonderful country and I loved it, Bill.
0: I'm on the phone with Andrea Shipley who's the executive director of the Snake River Alliance. And Andrea, it looks like a French company is trying to screw things up there in Idaho. Why don't you tell us about it?
2: Well, you're... You're right about that. A French nuclear giant um, called Arriva has um, laid its plans out since um, 2008 to build a uranium enrichment factory outside of Idaho Falls on top of our Snake River Aquifer, which actually supplies drinking water for more than 250,000 Idahoans. So it's a big deal. The thing about uranium enrichment that's unique is that it gives off a kind of nuclear waste that's called depleted uranium. And depleted uranium is a particularly hard to deal with waste because it actually grows in radioactivity over the years. Really? Yes. So it's actually most radioactive in its millionth year. And currently, there's no pathway for disposal. And the Nuclear Regulatory Commission is working right now on creating a rule on how to store or dispose of that of depleted
0: uranium as if they actually knew how by the way it was depleted uranium they believe that was causing all the birth defects in iraq because we were using depleted uranium as part of our part of our shells from the tanks you know that's
2: that's right you know that they're using depleted uranium um for shells and munitions and it's that's a terrible way to take care of our soldiers, and and to, you know, make any kind of national relationships with people. We leave that kind of mess in the wake when we go places.
0: Well, tell me, what is the Snake River Alliance going to do about it?
2: Well, so this is what's happening this summer. Um, Later this month, we will be having a youth conference and talking about energy. And at the end of that conference, uh, a roadshow, a national youth roadshow called Think Outside the Bomb. It's a group of, of youth organizers who are working towards disarmament are going to be coming through town. And we're going to be going from Boise to Jackson Hole Pocatello, and we'll be talking about Areva at each place that we go. And we will also be mobilizing our more than 1,000 members statewide to get to the public meeting for the Nuclear Regulatory Commission's draft environmental impact statement.
0: And when will that That, be happening? When will that?
2: Well, it hasn't been in the nuclear registry yet, but what we hear from the NRC is that that meeting uh, will likely be on August 12th in Idaho Falls. Now, the really outrageous thing about this is even after a letter from our mayor in Boise and more than 200 public comments urging the NRC to have a public meeting somewhere outside of Idaho Falls, like Boise, The NRC is still not going to have a meeting outside of Idaho Falls. So there's only one public meeting on this uranium enrichment factory.
0: How far is the Snake River Alliance willing to go to stop this uh, enrichment plant from becoming a dangerous or, shall I say, deadly reality?
2: You know, the Snake River Alliance has been around for 31 years this year. So we have a legacy of, of... watchdogging and witnessing what happens at the Idaho National Laboratory along with other nuclear developments in the state. The Snake River Alliance will be there, will be steadfast at monitoring what happens there to the best of our abilities and to continue pushing back on these sorts of nuclear developments or what the governor has called, you know, this nuclear renaissance, and it's starting in Idaho. Well, we think differently. We think there's a better, better solution. We think clean energy, solar, biomass, geothermal, wind conservation and energy efficiency are the best routes to go and that we will never give up on our Snake River aquifer.
0: Well, thank you, Andrea. I just shudder at, the, at the, the spinmanship of nuclear renaissance. We're going to stay on top of this with you. Good luck at the meeting. We'll talk to you soon.
2: Wonderful. Thanks so much.
0: Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Another exciting moment in Wall Street, not playing ball. An independent commission investigating the causes of the financial crisis has subpoenaed Goldman Sachs of Crap, claiming the firm has been uncooperative in providing information needed to investigate causes of the 2008 market meltdown. Goldman Sachs of Crap? Uncooperative? No. Say it isn't so. The FCIC's chief complaint appears to be that Goldman has been slow to respond to requests for information. This is no surprise, since most of the information is damning. The Commission's top two officials said Goldman responds to document requests with large volumes of unindexed records instead of targeted responses to specific questions. These guys, I mean, talk about bad PR. Talk about just blowing it, showing everybody just how deeply involved they are in this muck. Uh, the commission called Goldman's efforts, quote, deliberate and disruptive and abysmal, unacceptable likening Goldman's participation to pulling a dump truck up to their office and dumping a bunch of rubbish. Well, just about everything coming out of that concern is rubbish, but the bunch of rubbish that's been dumped on us thus far is those Goldman sachs crap executives who appeared before Congress. When are we going to perp-walk those fools? Well, it's time once again for one of my favorite segments of the show because I think it's so local and yet... So universal. Here's our sh- our sheriff Luther Axhandle with the sheriff's report.
1: Thank you very much. And you know, it's getting more serious out there every day. And I'm talking about a two day span here of events that are uh, uh, completely unbelievable. On Tuesday at one sixteen in the morning, wow, a barking dog was reported on Lundberg Street and. It's an ongoing problem. Well, I want you to keep that in mind. Well
0: okay? you know some people say that aliens come as dogs. Well that they fly, the, they fly spaceships here. Uh,
1: dog star. I know I know that story. Now at 503 in the morning, an elderly woman at a senior home in Freeland. She called 911. She didn't need any help. She just wanted to know the time.
0: She called 911 for the time. It was five, using local resources. 5.03 in the
1: morning. I, and I, I don't suspect her. I want you to know. But I just thought you'd like to know that item. However, at 9.25 morning in the same day, a chain link fence was stolen sometime over the weekend.
0: Wait a minute. How do you... How do you steal a chain-link fence? We're I, talking crop circles here, Mr. Bergman. Chain circles? All okay, right. Okay, go now, ahead. Yeah.
1: Same day, 4 or 5 p.m., a caller complained about someone using a trailer as a home on Hawaii Lane. Aliens, for oh, sure. They I, moved in. Where else can they live? There you go. At 428, this is barely not even a half an hour later, Wow. a 50-year-old man with long, curly hair was seen sitting in a transit shelter at Bayview Park and ride and he was drinking beer no called him right into the sheriff's office i can't tell you what aliens
0: they, can't drink you know they get a little alcohol in them and they can destroy a planet well
1: i'm worried about the long curly hair part of that one okay could be a disguise could be a wig you never know now could five, be a hippie alien but, that's a dangerous combination i don't even want to think about that well, this don't. Be, now at 5 10 p.m well i don't know what to say about this item same day 5 10 a driver in a white Chevy pickup drove into two vehicles in the parking lot at the Freeland Shopping Center and then got out and walked to the drugstore. <laughs> I, I just don't know what to make of that one at all. You know That's really crazy. Well, the next day, I told you this is a two-day, two-day event we've had here. On Wednesday the next day at 2.10 in the afternoon, a large oil sheen nearly a quarter mile long and 72 feet wide was seen off East
0: Point Drive. Well, you know why, of course. They, they they just don't repair the spaceships the way they used to. Those They're they're driving junkers. I got a feeling that one crash landed out
1: there because I know that slick from the Gulf. It ain't reached here yet. <laughs> Maybe by Christmas. Okay, and my, my, my final item from the Sheriff's Report today, and, and I think, uh, well, this is a sentimental one, and I don't think aliens had anything to do with this, and yet, well, I know what they like. And I feel like I know what they're serious about. And so, at twelve forty-eight p.m., a large pot filled with red geraniums was stolen from Bayview Cemetery. Oh, now those aliens! I know they like the red flowers. They do hang around. They do hang around the cemeteries because it's quiet at night. You can land your spaceship there,
0: and nobody seems to notice. Well, here I come, coughing up another piece of good news. This one out of USA Today, my Mick newspaper. American cigarettes could pack a more toxic punch than foreign brands, say researchers at the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Hey, we've done it again. We lead the way. 5% of the population, we consume 25% of the resources. And our cigarettes are deadlier. Yeah! In one of the first studies of its kind, researchers compared the levels of tobacco specific nitrosamines, a main carcinogenic component of tobacco, in cigarette butts and in smokers from several countries. The result? All cigarettes are not the same, and cigarettes across countries do not deliver the same amount of carcinogens to people. In fact, the amount of tobacco specific nitrosamines in US brands, get ready, let's have a fanfare, is about triple that of brands from Australia, Canada, Or the United Kingdom. Nah, yeah, I'm holding my hand a real American coffin nail, not like those wussy European brands. Wow, these spikes killed the Marlboro Man. They're the real thing. Well, cigarette tobacco varies both by manufacturer and where the product is made. For example, American brands use the so-called American Blend Tobacco, which contains higher levels of nitrosamines than cigarettes from Australia, Canada, and the UK, according to the researchers. Yeah, it's Really bad tobacco. And ever since they're putting filters on tobacco, which is forever, they've used this awful, just crap from, from Connecticut. They used to grow it out of Virginia and a lot of uh, British cigarettes still use real golden, you know, Virginia tobacco. Not the crap we sell on the shelves for now what? $8 a pack? Okay, in those countries, we're talking about everybody, but here, cigarettes are made from bright tobacco, which is lighter in color and flu-cured. This process makes cigarettes with lower levels of nitrosamines. If the FDA determines that reducing the level of nitrosamines would be a public health benefit, then it could mandate a change in all tobacco products on the market. Quote, there are two things in the paper that are disturbing to me, said Dr. Norman Edelman, chief medical officer for the American Lung Association. First, it seems as if U.S. smokers get more exposure to this deadly carcinogen than smokers in other countries. Yeah, well, that worries me too, Norm. Uh, Secondly, there is the oblique suggestion that it might be worthwhile to try to reduce the levels of this carcinogen in tobacco smoke. This smacks of suggesting that we make cigarettes safer. However, there are dozens of carcinogens in cigarette smoke. There is no reason to believe that reducing one will make smoking safer. Absolutely true. But wait, let's hear from Philip Morris. David Sutton, a spokesman and spin master for tobacco giant Philip Morris USA said the funding was not surprising. Wait a minute. I thought that smoking cigarettes was supposed to stunt your growth. And here we've got cigarette giant. Well, let's just, let's just go with it and take it on good faith. Let's see what Sutton has to say.